Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. On the show today, we're talking about quarterback Matt Castle, and I have a guest on the show, comedian Matt Dan. You can follow him on Instagram at Matt Danimal. A couple comedy shows to tell you about. I actually loaded up the schedule this time. Comedy Chateau on Thursday, March 31st. Then again on Thursday, April 7th. You can see me recording a mini special at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank on Saturday, April 9th. And then at the Comedy Boulevard Comedy Club, that's on Sunday, April 10th. All tickets available at erichelwig.com. We go into May. I'm in the Vail Comedy Festival. If you're in and around Vail, I don't know if you're like burying a hooker on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> I think that's what they do there. A lot of Kennedy murders. Uh, go check me out at the Vail Comedy Festival. About an hour away from Denver. All right, tell your friends in Denver to get at their fat asses in the car. And then you can also see me in Temecula on June 25th. Two shows, a 7 o'clock and a 9 o'clock. Headlined by me. That's right. Motherfuckers opening for me. Me selling merch. That's going to be fucking crazy. I hope I don't bomb that show. That's again on June 25th. Come see me in Temecula. There are still tickets available for that as we're still like three months out. So check it out. Worth the drive, I like to say. Worth the drive to Temecula. Beautiful part of the country. Temecula in June. Mm, you don't want to miss it. Anyway, guys, a lot of shows coming up for yours truly. A lot of show on this podcast coming up right now. So... Thank you, appreciate your support, and let's get it rolling. Grab your gear and lace it up, helmets on and cup your nuts. It's that time you know what's up, here we go, bring in the backup. Thank you, the Yamis, for our beautiful intro song. Welcome into bringing the backups. Uh, good to good to be here, man, for another week. Uh, once again, I am recording at uh, the intro part of the show, uh, 10 p.m. the night before the podcast comes out. Podcast has to be out in five hours. I'm gonna be editing it, and then I go to my day job tomorrow morning at 5:30. So I'm gonna be. In a shitty mood on Tuesday. If you're t- if you see me on Tuesday, March 29th, and I smack the corn dog out of your hand, it's because I procrastinated again on the podcast. The good news is we have an interview coming up in a little bit with Matt Dan, who is a hilarious comedian here in Los Angeles. We had a really good conversation. I'm gonna keep this part up top short, not just because I'm recording it five fucking seconds before the podcast is due, but also because I don't want to have a two-hour podcast, and we talked for a while. The conversation went, that's the sign of a good podcast interview, right? You tell somebody, hey, 45 minutes tops. You look down at the thing, oh, we've been talking for 90 minutes. That's how the podcast went. Also, a very unprofessional thing for me to do is to tell somebody it's only going to take 45 minutes. I got to get that cleaned up before I get uh, McConaughey on the podcast. I don't know. Do you guys remember the dreams I had when this podcast started? I was like, I'm getting McConaughey. I feel like I talked about that for like five episodes. I'm getting, <laughs> you know, you got to, you got to have dreams. You got to, you got to think big and then be crushed and get disheartened and quit. That's a big part of this business. If I can give some advice. Uh, 
Man, what a uh, what a week it's been. First off, let's talk some sports, okay? I, now, now, look, I don't like the blue bloods in college basketball, right? You you couldn't find a guy that would be happier for a 15 seed, St. Pete's, to have uh, made the Final Four. But man, something about Co- Coach K's last year to get a Duke UNC Final Four. That's fucking sweet, man. I am excited for that. 100% rooting for Duke. And I've never rooted for Duke. I mean, it's... They got some fans, all right, that won't shut up. And that includes one of my uh, good friends, a listener. Uh, he, he called it on the show last week, Simon. Simon, if you're out there, go fuck yourself. Normally is what I would say as Duke advances to a Final Four. But this time, I'm saying, let's go, buddy. Let's go, Blue Devs. I'm root. I'm rooting for him. Coach K, he's like 75. He looks like the fucking Crypt Keeper. This man is not long for this mortal coil. So let's go ahead and root for Coach K. I am all about it. Final Four. I mean, not the Final Four. The the tournament was awesome this year. So many low seeds making their mark. I I was uh, look. You know. You know me, guys. I'm a big underdog guy. Have I said that enough <laughs> every week? I like the underdogs, like the little guy. So this has been, uh, it, the, I, I, look, the tournament is always just the best. It's the, it's the best playoff. It puts college football's playoff to shame. Seriously, strip call the college football playoff naked and walk it through the street with a nun hitting a bell. That's what it deserves compared to to the NCAA tournament. I just the best. It's the best. It's the best. I got a day job, so I got to work during the tournament, but I had my second computer up. I just had the game on mute, working remotely from my computer and uh, being bad at my job during the tournament. <laughs> just watching. <laughs> uh, customers had to repeat themselves at my job this week as I... Uh, Tried not to cheer out loud when people hit three-pointers. Like, I'm not hating on my job. You know, I, I keep it, I like to keep it vague on the pod. Keep a vague pod when it comes to the day job. Because, you know, the goal is eventually to have this be the day job. You know, if all of you could just get very quickly, if everybody listening to the podcast right now could just get 10,000 of their friends to listen to the podcast, if all 172 of you could get 10,000 friends individually to all come listen right now. Uh, you know, I'll start uh, becoming a bad person. I'll take money and I'll, uh, you know, be corrupted very quickly. It will not take a lot of power. It will not. I mean, I'll I'll do some fucked up shit. But no, I, I, got, a good, I got a good job right now. I, I have no complaints about the job. I have like a work function to go to. Um, you can't let it slip that you're a comedian too fast at the day job, you know? Like, it's just, it, it's too much pressure to, like, you know, you got to just let, you got to make people think that you're going to be at that job forever. That's what you have to do. Because the company is looking out for themselves, so you got to look out for yourself. You know, you can't let it slide too much. People are like, what, what do you, where do you see yourself in five years? You can't be like, not here. <laughs> you can't do that. You got to be like, here. 
But here's the thing. When you have a good day job, it's hard because you're like, oh, that's actually the rough part about the job I have now is that it's such a good job that I actually, and I actually like doing it, that I'm like, oh, God, could I ever... I would never stop doing comedy, but like the pursuit of comedy to make it the thing, you know, that's defined me for so long. And now to be like, wait, I have a job that I like, that I make money. Ugh, it's like a weird, it's, I've, you wouldn't think that having a good job is stressful, but when you're in my position, which is to say delusional, <laughs> that it's going to work out in comedy. It's stressful. It's stressful to have a good job, but... The point is, uh, by the way, I, I like I'm like, yeah, don't tell people you're a comedian, but I've also told people to listen to this podcast, so now I'm spilling the beans, so now it's too late. All right, if you're listening to this now at my company that will remain nameless, now you know. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm conflicted. No, it's a great job. Very happy to be there if you're listening. I don't want to, you know, I feel like I have to address the Will Smith shit, but, like, do you really have to? I mean, you have to be a complete fucking moron to have a take other than what the fuck is he thinking, right? I mean, it takes a lot to unify, like, the woke and the non-woke comedy community, but Will Smith managed to do it. He walked on stage and bitch-slapped a legend for a G.I. Jane joke about his bald wife that fucks other dudes. Like, that's... Dude, could, could, there be, could it be more obvious that you're in a terrible relationship? Keep your wife's name out of my mouth. Why don't you keep other dudes out of hers to start? That might be... That might help. I mean, whatever. If you're in an open relationship, you know, good for you. But, you know, obviously Will has some feelings about it. He, he bitch slapped a legend. That's it's it's so crazy. I've watched it so many times. It's like every time I watch it, I'm like, it's not gonna happen again. Like you, you know that when you watch something, it's like the nine eleven of fucking viral celebrity moments. I just I can't take my eyes off of it. It's like changing the way my brain works. Like I was saying, like it. I would say it is nice to like to feel like. All comics can agree on something for a second. You know, like, that's the community I roll with. Everybody's, you know, you're either, like, uh, you know, trying to work in Hollywood or not. But the fact that everybody can just go, like, yeah, uh, fuck him unanimously is a nice, that's a nice feeling to have back in the community. I feel like we should enjoy that feeling acknowledge that we're having it. Hey, we're having a moment. We're all on the same side. We all agree. Let's keep that going for a couple days. And then when it's time to move on, you know, everybody watch Nanette and we can disagree again. Ooh, Nanette. Forget everything you know about comedy. <laughs> Mostly laughter. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Like I said, I want to keep this part short up top um, because, I, I, like I said, we have a great interview uh, with Matt. By the way, you can follow Matt on Instagram at Matt Danimal. So imagine the last name. It's Matt, M-A-T, last name Dan, D-A-N-N, and then Imul, like animal. You got it. All right. Great. It's a pun. I'm sure if you get a couple letters in, he'll pop up. He has a lot of followers. Uh, he's uh, He runs the... Uh, the Comedy House Show in L.A., you can follow them on Instagram as well. I'm not going to spell out Comedy House Show. I think you got that one. 
And by the way, you know, uh, I guess while I'm saying, like, follow these guys that are uh, on, coming on the show and support my guests, you know, tell them if you like the podcast, tell them, hey, great job. And if you think they suck, tell them, hey, you fucking sucked on Eric's podcast. I'm going to come to your house with a knife. You know, tell them that, you know, stalk my guests. Let, let this show be the beginning or the end of them in some way. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't kill my guest. Uh, no, support uh, the guest. Support this show, by the way. If you'd like to support this show, you know what you can do. I mean, it's such a great thing to do. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all there where all the kids are. You can also uh, support the show by re- reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Wouldn't that be great? You can do that. Write a five-star review. That does help. I know I say it every week, but that does help a lot if you could, uh, you know, rate the star- show five stars if you haven't already. And then lastly, you'll hear it with Matt. We go through some voicemails. I love getting voicemails from you guys. As my guest two weeks ago pointed out, yes, there's a couple plants in there, but also two or three of you every week actually call in, and it makes a huge difference. So that number to call into the show, 323-716-6072. Ask me anything. What's going on in the week? What's going on in sports? You got a favorite team? You got a favorite backup quarterback? You think I need to stop saying like so much on the podcast? Whatever you got to say. You got a little note for me? Go ahead. Leave it on there. I'll play it. One more time. That number to call into the show, 323-716-6072. Six zero seven two. I got to get like an annoying jingle to make that number. You got to come out right and you call in now. You call three two three seven one six six zero seven two, and that's what you do. Boop, boop, boop. You know, something like that. Could you imagine if I put some effort into that jingle? I'll get a Cars for Kids motherfucking something stuck in your head. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Learning was a I shouldn't say that guy's name, but it's a guy I don't know. I didn't even know the guy. He sang the Jiffy Lube song when I was a kid, and my mom went to high school with him. So every time the Jiffy Lube song, she'd go, Jimmy Lernan. And he would sing, uh, we're good to your car, so your car will be good to you. Jiffy Lube. Every 3,000 miles, just bring it into Jiffy Lube. It's a pretty good jingle. I mean, I've crushed it. I think about it way too much. Um, that's how you know. <laughs> I think about it a lot. It was a good jingle. I, I, like I said, I said a guy's name. Usually I don't name names on the podcast, but I think I can name that guy. I don't even know. Jimmy Lernan. Maybe Jimmy Lernan's listening to the show. Went to high school with my mom, so I'm aging him in my head. He's, he's still around, hopefully. I don't know. I'll call my mom. Maybe my mom will call in. That would be a nice thing. Maybe on the next show, my mom will call in and sing the Jiffy Lube song, and we'll see if my version matches up to hers. Would you like that, listeners? If you would like to hear that, call in and say so. 323-716-6072. Leave me a voicemail. We love to get uh, you guys interacting with the show. It is a lot of fun. And with that, speaking of fun, I'm going to shut the fuck up and play this interview that I had with Matt Dan. Uh, we do talk Matt Castle. 
Matt Castle, I should mention Matt Castle's the quarterback on the podcast. Whatever, we're 15 minutes in now. Whatever, Matt Castle. We talk about some cool stuff. I will say the coolest thing about Matt Castle, 100%, was obviously he has the big season in 2008 when Brady goes down. And we, t- we covered this on the pod, but I got to say my part up top. He has a great season. They go 11-5. and five. As we cover later, that's like a 97, 98% chance you make the playoffs at 11-5, and five, but the Patriots don't make that, don't make the playoffs. Castle's been a backup, not just in the NFL, but even going back through college. He played behind Matt Leinart. And then in that season in 2008, the Cardinals come up to New England in the snow. And boy, oh boy, Arizona in the snow... Not good. Warner looks like shit in the game. His backup, Matt Leinart, the guy that Castle backed up in college, comes into the game. The Patriots are winning 44 to nothing. Leinart comes in first thing he does, strip sack, loses the ball. Matt Castle had to have had the best sex he's ever had in his life after that game. Can you imagine sitting for that? He sat for like a decade. The best quarterback in football goes down. He has his first real chance to play football since he was like 12. Beats the guy that he sat behind in college, who was a backup on the Cardinals. Beats the crap out of his team. That dude comes into the game, plays terrible. Matt Castle, just... (laughs) Hell, there should be more people clapping. I should have have a, a bank of people like a little team listening right now of producers. If I did, they'd all be clapping. Wouldn't that be more impactful? Just picture this. But like 10 other people doing it. Wouldn't that be great? Something to look forward to in the future. All you need to do to make that happen is leave me a five-star review and tell 10,000 of your friends, and I'll have a whole team making this podcast great. But until then, you got me. You're stuck with me, you fucks. Let's get into the podcast. Matt Dan coming right now. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy enjoy our time we had with Matt. Just it's already. I mean, there's no. This is already the start. Beauty. There's no. I, I go in uh, dry as fuck. Of combo. <laughs> <laughs> dry as fuck. I'll tell you, man. I'm not a lube guy myself. Me neither. No. Give me the rub. Give me the dry tug. Get like starting an old lawnmower. I, I also feel like yeah. No. Well, no lube. I mean, for me, it's like before you have sex, you should be doing things to make it so you don't need the lube. Sure. Right? Sure. I get that. But yeah. also, like, for me. Uh, is this going to left, right, or doesn't fucking matter? Uh, yeah, I think you just throw it on. Just put it on. Yeah, but for me, uh, lube's a fucking mess, dude. And, like, we're about to make a mess anyways. I don't need a fucking... And, yeah. I don't like it on my hands, and then I got to, like, wipe my hands on something afterwards. Plus, tell you what, I like a quality lotion. And I fucking... I moisturize on the daily, bro. Fuck oh, your your cock? Huh? <laughs> Actually, I give the cock a good moisture. I, I had to tell, dude. I'll never forget a doc. I went into a doctor's appointment once. I was wearing shorts, 
And it wasn't even about my fucking legs. And the kid looks at me and goes, oh, wow, you've got dry legs. And then my wife goes, oh, wow, those legs are dry. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, well, I got a lotion. Fucking everything. Because if I got dry legs, I'm willing to bet that cock's pretty fucking flaky, too. Dude, that's... I... My wife is getting on me because... Uh, she wants me to start doing, because uh, I grow beards, and I'm like, it fucking itches so much. And she's like, clean your beard and do the exfoliant. Like, you have to, like, manage your face. She's right. Yeah, she wants, she wants to go to CVS and get me this shit to, like, scrub uh, dude, dry skin and off. And that's just, like, that's, like, your basic care. Dude, We're not good at taking care my, of ourselves. My dad told me that drinking water was gay when I was eight. So everything <laughs> beyond, like drinking water at third was yeah. like, wow, man, I'm really getting, hey, man, I'm really we taking care of myself. We go through two <laughs> gallons of milk, whole milk a day, but nobody was drinking H2O. We, we, had, we always had a sunny delight in the fridge, but yeah. nobody was drinking water. Isn't it weird how like you think about how much milk you drank when you were a kid and now like the idea of drinking a glass of milk. Well, like attached to nothing. Can't do it. Can't do it. Fuck me up. Yeah. I'm an almond milk guy strictly. And I All know right. everybody's like, it takes like two million almonds to make a glass. Of-. I'm like, yeah, yeah. listen, works for me. Regular. I would love to have a glass. <laughs> I can't. As California burns, you drink a glass of almond milk <laughs> overlooking it. And piss into the ocean. <laughs> Dude, fucking. I'm trying, man. Like, no, you got to do oat milk. And oat milk's fine. And I'm sure yeah. I could get used to it. But like. Just fucking leave me alone. I'm doing. I'm trying. When I do, um, when I do uh, smoothies, I'll do my because my wife does oat milk. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I guess that's like better for the environment in some way. They say, yeah, but I still will do. uh, I'll still do uh, milk for cereal. Oh, the dairy. I do the dairy. What kind? What percent? I I, I do lactate. So it's like they take out the lactose, and I do two percent. What is it, just whatever makes you explode? That's what they take out of lactate. <laughs> I got like I got digestive shit. I have uh, I'm whatever lactose can't have that or no, it's not that, but it's like it makes it's like iffy when I do that, and then I have celiac. So you just oh sure. So it's so like, my wife's celiac. Yeah, yeah. But with the lacto the lactose thing, you just what you shit yourself or you're like well, I just take in a pain. You can take or? like a pill. Yeah, you can take not a pill, but like a I guess it's a pill. I would assume it's a little thing. I think those are pills. Well, yeah, yeah. Why would I say it's not a pill? I don't know. It's a fucking it's pill. It's powder made hard, and they're in little like balls hey, or ovals, yeah, right? It's a pill. That's yeah, a pill. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Dude, I'm glad I could help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you just take the lactate, and you're fine. Um, but yeah, the celiac stuff, definitely. I, I can't talk about celiac on the podcast anymore. Why? You, do, do you talk about the it listeners often? listeners will lose their shit. Uh, I, I spent like the first season... Just being like sad about celiac disease. You and know, like, I just, talk about fucking <laughs> sports or do comedy, you piece yeah. of shit. But yeah. I'm like, but then, then this kind of bread is good for me. Like, it, see, I feel like there's some fodder yeah. in there. There's some comedy gold in that celiac. Oh man, it was. I mean, I have a on stage. Yeah, I talk about it all the time because sure. it's fucking ruining my life. But the truth is, is, it's not because I feel a million times better than I used to. Sure, sure. But I just didn't. I was used to what it felt like to eat bread. And shit four times a day, and be like, "This is what men do. This is what we do. <laughs> this we is shit. just how this machine works." Yeah. <laughs> Forty-five minutes to an hour, four times a day, baby. That's how I roll. Baguettes just like greasing the wheels, just escorted WD forty. There was one time. Is this our old apartment in New York? Uh, I shit in the bathroom. or just farted, and I was sitting down in the toilet, so it like it hit the bowl in a way. 
My wife was two rooms away with both doors closed with headphones on. And she said she jumped out of bed scared because she thought someone shot a gun in the street. She slapped like the side of the porcelain that hard. <laughs> I, I fucking, yeah. Well, by the time I went to the doc, she's the one that made me go to the doctor. And <laughs> after I, that shit? No, it was still years after that. Oh, really? And she was like, something's wrong with you. You have to go to the doctor. And by the time I went, they were like, uh, well, you don't have... Well, when I went to the doctor, they were like, uh, what are your symptoms? I was like, I have no idea. I don't understand how my body works. Yeah. She was like, well, then why are you here? I'm like, my wife sent me. And so I called my wife <laughs> and gave the tired of listening to these monstrous shits. <laughs> I literally gave the phone to the, do the doctor, and she talked to my wife. And my wife was like, yeah, it sounds like a fucking alien's being born out of his asshole four times a day. He's sick. <laughs> yeah. So the doctor was like, well, you probably just have IBS because if you had celiac and you're 34, you would be miserable and you'd probably know your own symptoms. Mm. And then a week later, they call me and we're like, yeah, dude, full-blown celiac. celiac. And like full-blown. And not like, a, not like a mild version of it. Like they were like crumbs. Like you have to know, you have to know what's in the kitchen. Like you have the AIDS version of celiac. I have full blown celiac. I have fucking Matthew McConaughey da Dallas Buyers Club version yeah. of celiac. Yeah, yeah, no have celiac for you, <laughs> dude. I have like hold a gun to the waiter's head and like tell me if they've made, tell me what's been in that fryer in are the there, last five years. Are there are there fucking breadcrumbs in those meatballs? Don't fuck with me, dude. I couldn't have sushi the other night. We went out to a sushi restaurant, and they were like, sometimes there's breadcrumbs in spicy tuna. Oh, man. Yeah. That's tough. Like, like it's literally to that point where I have to have, we go to restaurants, and I have to pull the waiter aside or, or even get there early for meeting friends so I can have a conversation. Oh, fuck, man. So I'm not like. Fuck that. I mean, you're, you, you said your wife has it, but she doesn't sound like she has it that bad. No, not nearly. So so the, the dietary issue with us, I have darviticulitis. And so, let me guess what that is, yeah, please. Because I'll, I'll tell that to people, and they'll be like, "Holy shit, how are you still alive?" Darviticulitis. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess that means every full moon your cock splits into two. Dude, if you if you looked at my groin, it's just nothing but baby cocks, <laughs> like a plate of tater tots like, down there, like Medusa's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking miserable half-inch pieces. <laughs> like a coral reef. <laughs> uh, it's, um, I can't digest seeds. Seeds, nuts, corn, can't okay. digest it. So it can sliver into my intestine, cause an infection, and I got to go in there and like remove that section and then put your intestine back together. Oh my God. It's not good. So like my old man has had like three or four surgeries and it's like, they like went in so many times. Like, uh, they put screens in his abdomen because his, his abdomen wall has been torn so many, like, sliced open so many times. It's fucking oh, unpleasant. Christ. Oh, yeah. Damn. My brother fucking almost died during surgery. So, like, I get this pain in my left side. I'm fucking working on my living room. I get this pain. Like, I haven't felt before. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So, I was like, oh, no, I think... I think this is what they said that is. Yeah. So I hit them up and they're like, oh no, dude, that's like left side. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, so I go in and get it checked out. And the infection in my intestines was to the point where all I needed was some antibiotics. Didn't need surgery, but they were like, so now they're saying the whole diet thing. They're like, oh, it's that's, that has nothing to do with it. And I'm like, 
Yeah, fuck you. I saw my father eat peanuts, and then you cut his ass up. Saw my brother eat corn on the cob, oh. and then all of a sudden you're saying like, oh, you know, we whiffed on the. I was like, I'm good not eating nuts and seeds and shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it does suck. Like I haven't had a strawberry in fucking years. Well, hang on. So they're they're saying now your doctors are saying you can eat seeds. Some say yes, some say no. Well, then don't. They're what the, the fuck? I'd rather dude? just, dude. I'm cool skipping seeds. I'm cool. And then there are some seeds you can eat, like a tomato seed won't fuck you up. But a pepper seed, a fucking peanut, the chip of a peanut, fuck you up. Listen, this is not an anti-vaxxer podcast. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about doctors for a second. I, I, I trust when a doctor says something, but like, get fucking second opinions. These motherfuckers. Dude, come on. Sometimes man. they just, it's like me when I'm, like if I'm deep in a debate and someone asks me a question, I'm like, time to make something up. And I just fucking go with it. I feel like I've had so many experiences with doctors where I'm like, Bro, that, that's not right. That's I, not right, and you're saying it to me like it's 100% true. I think most people do exactly what you said. I think somebody in a white coat tells them something. They just go with it, and then that determines their health for the next fucking, for the rest of their life, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. go off somebody's opinion, hypothesis of what might be wrong with you. And the fact of the matter is, is that's a human being who went to school, <laughs> did their best. I didn't see their fucking report card. <laughs> you know, did their best enough to get a job. Yeah, call good it again. for them. Good sure, for them. you're making dough. I get it, right? <laughs> but like, I don't, uh, dude, I'm a big second, third opinion guy. Like, I can't trust just one person because I yeah, think yeah. absolutely every single one of us are bullshitting it. At least to a certain extent. I think we're all bullshitting. I think that's what it certain. means to be a person is you're bullshitting it. Like, it's fucking just percent, fucking man. like, I Nobody's guess this on is the, the next move. Level 100%, you know? No, like you remember in The Revenant where he brought, have you seen The Revenant? Yeah. yeah I yeah. can do spoiler alerts for that. Remember where he rides the horse off the cliff? Fuck yeah, he I didn't love that. Me, He didn't mean to do it. He's just, I guess I ride in this direction. Oops, there's a cliff. And he fucking figures it out and then he carves the horse's gut open and lives in it. And you're like, oh, that guy's so brilliant. He just rode his fucking horse off a cliff. I like the analogy. We're all riding horses <laughs> off cliffs 100% of the time. <laughs> just catching on branches and being like, yeah, this is what I meant to do. If we're lucky. Usually it's a free fall on a horse, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Try to brace on the horse. Like maybe yeah. it's like a pillow. Hold on tight. <laughs> dude, that is life, man. That is life. For all of us. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Yeah. And so, like, I can't just go off once. You're telling me, like, this is the fucking thing? Like... And I, I'm going to need more than one person to tell me. Yeah, like, so what you're saying is vaccines give babies autism. I'm with you. You All heard right, me. Let's, let's no. <laughs> uh, now, I had you on the podcast. You reached out to me, which is great. Yeah. I'm always happy when people do that. Yeah, yeah. You're a Patriots fan. I am. We, we, would, we would be remiss to not talk about our boy, Matt Castle. Sure. Now, when I YouTubed him, he has like, he's on every show talking. Like, he has a pretty decent, like, yeah, after a, football thing. He really does. But I can't find his job. He, I think he is guy that goes on. They're like, <laughs> you know what? He's he's getting up there, but he's he stayed pretty handsome for his 40s. That is what it is. Stayed pretty handsome. Uh, New England, we know we know how to draft a handsome quarterback. Yeah, We had well, Brady, Jimmy G, Matt Castle. You know what they did, man? I think they know how. Well, first off, Jimmy G I mean, is fucking gorgeous. Only one of the only men to make Tom Brady feel insecure. Maybe the uh, I mean it, it, maybe the only when people are when people are like oh yeah you know he had to get Jimmy out of there you know he wanted the he didn't want his successor behind him I'm like 
maybe just didn't want like man that attractive behind him. Yeah. Like I think it could have just been he's too hot. Plus, I'm a here's here's the deal. I'm a very I'm a very rational, grounded Patriots fan. I used to be the fan that, you know, like fucking I, I would want to incite. I would want to piss somebody off. You know what okay. I mean? Like six fucking rings to fucking suck my dick by the neck to go. Yeah, we deflate balls yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we still fucking win. You know, like but so I so my day job I work for the NFL. And being working for the NFL and hearing uh, uh just a lot of like some insane gripes by fans, people too in, too invested, too like sure. it's too big of a part of their personality, you know, the game. That it's just like it made me a more grounded fan. I'm just like, oh, this is not everything. Like this, I, this <laughs> is the jersey color I root for. Exactly. I like when they win. As soon as you start taking it seriously, like it's not just fun. Like yeah. I remember there were Super Bowls like the, the for the second Giants loss in a Super Bowl, the Pats Giants, right? I remember I walked out and I was just like in a bad fucking mood. I gotta walk this off, and it's like, yeah. hey man, let's get down to brass tacks. These are millionaires playing a kid's sport for your city. It's fucking fun. There's gotta be a winner and loser. Like yeah, just yeah. fucking take the edge off. Just enjoy it. <laughs> and then once and then once you start getting mad about it, step step back, zoom out a little bit and say like, no, what am I getting mad about? Maybe there's something else going on in my life and I'm focusing too much on this to cover some like a band-aid, you yeah, know? Yeah, and dude. yeah. It's such a great adjustment to make because I was also that way. I mean, I remember I mean, I'm a Philly fan, so like born and bred psychos. You know, my dad used to take sure. me to the vet when I was 8 or 9 years old. We would just watch full full grown men Rolling down the stairs after getting in a fight and getting tossed. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, it was, it was insane. Yeah. And like, people were not fucking around. And it was, that was before obviously any Super Bowl. And the Eagles are number one in that town. So it was like, God damn, people, I feel like I had to really draw it back. I remember the, when the Eagles lost to the Patriots. Was it the Patriots? It was, yeah. yeah. It was the McNabb uh, yep. puking shit. Yeah. yeah. I was at a party and I was in such a fucking mood. Like, there's photos of me sitting on the ground, sulking, sulking, like a little bit. While other people sure. like drink yep. and have fun and like are just at a Super Bowl party. And it's like, <laughs> I, so now I give myself. I remember there's like a part in Lost where like Matthew Fox is like, just count to five, and then you're fine. So I'm like, if I'm getting mad, I'll give myself like five seconds to be like, fucking bolt, and then it's like that's one, a real technique people yeah, use. Yeah. You do five seconds, and then I'm like, I'll go out for a walk. I got a dog. I got a wife I love. I have a comedy career. I have other shit. That's to a hell do. of a lot better. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot better way to deal with sports losses and bullshit than sulking, looking like yeah. that guy at a party. It makes you an asshole and like surrounded by your peers. I've also learned to not go to Super Bowl parties because I just don't. A lot of people don't like it. Don't enjoy the vibe. Don't. Yeah. I don't like that the theater kids take over. See, I don't get and the commercials and the whole deal. Yeah, and all that shit. Yeah, see, you just got to drink to the point where like you can't hear anybody. <laughs> except right for the next voice to the TV, head. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a speaker in one ear? Yeah, like. But I got friends that don't drink during the Super Bowl because they want to be so locked in. I got friends who yeah. don't like Super Bowl parties, and really, I I am at the point where. I'm like, so I, so I was spoiled as a fan being a Patriots fan. Of course. So now yeah. it's just like, I'm just like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to enjoy it. Ah, and, and I'm sure like there are like Browns fans that are like, I hope, oh, good for you. You can say fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but, yeah, yeah. but you know, like it, it is kind of nice to just be like, 
It's almost like I made my money. I'm just going to retire in my fifties. You, know? you really, like, you could probably go decades without a, 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 a playoff success and be fine. Yeah. And so when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and they got rid of Foles, I was like, or they, I guess they did it the year after technically, but like it made me so mad. Cause I was like, God damn it. It would have been the one time I would have been cool sucking. I just wanted to watch Nick Foles play quarterback for another two, three seasons. In I did, I'll tell you, I think that guy fit the system in Philly at that point a hell of a lot better than Wentz. Oh, I think he did. Of course he did. Yeah. And, like, it's obviously we whatever. Yeah. If you go back and listen to me on people's podcasts after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I was fucking calling that shit. But that doesn't matter. Like, I, you know, I don't hate Carson Wentz or anything. We wouldn't have been where we were if he hadn't have played well in the beginning of that season. Sure. But it's like... I feel like there's like you just have to respect the magic. Like you just have to you just have to go like I don't know like I, I play pickup basketball and it's like if you win the game you get to run it back. Couldn't couldn't agree more yeah. because I mean look at Belichick had to make that decision. Do I go back to Bledsoe or do I stick with this kid who everybody seems to have a little panache, a little something going yeah, yeah. on? And then like the rest was history. It's not like Brady was like some killer quarterback. That see, I mean, he played well. He was a backup to Brian Greasy in fucking Michigan. I know. Yeah. And but people, I'm even talking in the NFL. Like Brady's stats for the first three or four years are not that good. No, he was like a dude. He was like a 15 yard button hook guy. Yeah, he's like a Kevin Falk for two yards and then fall forward. Kevin on Falk third was down. bread and butter, baby. <laughs> oh my Falk. god. Kevin Falk was like an under all time underrated early patch player for real. Oh my god, I yeah, loved yeah. him. But he was also like they kept him around for he played for a long time. I it was know. like that. It was like you go over your friend's house and you haven't seen him in a long time, and all of a sudden their dog you remember from high school comes <laughs> out, and you're like that fucking thing's still alive. Like Scruffy, what are you still doing yeah, standing? Dude. You know, like that's what Kevin Falk was on the Patriots. Like he just kept going, and he never got to the point where you're like, we gotta kill Scruffy. Like, this is rough. No, like, I let, never remember Kevin Falk being terrible. Run out, run, <laughs> dude, he's going to have to suffer for, through all those tumors. <laughs> he's just thinking, he's a morale guy now. Yeah, it's, like more, it's like more tumor than dog by the end. You're like, just fucking yeah. let it go. Oh, man. Do you see those dogs around? We had one when we were kids. Tough. Uh, it was that tough. fucking dog. Great dog. Lived like 16 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the end, it looked like a furball and cottage cheese. Like, <laughs> dude, we had, a, we had a dog. So we were, I'm, I was military growing up. My, my dad was in the military, so yeah. we moved around a lot. And so this one family across the street, I guess, had to go to, whatever, Japan or something. And they had this big, fluffy white dog. I don't know what kind of dog it was. And I was young. What was I? Eight, nine? I have three younger siblings. Uh, one brother, two sisters. The dog loves women and hates dudes. And it was because that family was all women and then the dad who was gone all the time because he was in the army. So, so that my, dog was the alpha. Yes. Yeah. So we accept, we whatever adopt the dog and it would fucking growl and gnarl its teeth every time me or my brother walked in the room to the point where it was like taking over the fucking house. You can't live like that. And my sisters were like, it's the best dog ever. And then finally the dog bit a little kid on the face. Oh, Right no. here. Like almost took out his fucking eye. The kid had, I've seen him since, has like a permanent mark there. Fuck. And they got to kill the dog. Jeez. I was so happy. <laughs> never been, never been happier to hear of a dog's a dog being destroyed. That and was my, the one. Oh, my sisters were like beside themselves, sad, and I was just laughing. I mean, I'll see him in hell. <laughs> laughing all Willie, the way. Willie the dog. 
Willie the dog. Fuck him, man. It was like the worst like month and a half of my life. So happy he's gone. Was, did, how old was Willie? Who gives a shit? That old? He, who, he was, <laughs> who gives a shit years old? I don't. I, I have no idea. I mean, I was young enough to where it's like, I mean, I like dogs. Yeah. But he made me not want to ever have a dog. This again. is like a husky? No, because we had a husky later. And yeah. I love huskies. Yeah. Um, he was like all white, really poofy, and he was fucking huge. So, like, I don't know what kind of dog that is. Like, a fucking... I feel like it's, like, sh- it's not Sherpa. But it's, like, a Sherpa. An Akita or something? Something like that. My buddy had an Akita, and he was just, like... You know, like, yeah. He's fucking... He was one of these guys. He just brought the dog up. He wanted it to be fucking mean. He wanted, like, a guard yeah, dog. So, so, I know. You can't do that. Uh, yeah. You know, fucking get me going. He, like, he gave him, like, the anti-White Fang treatment. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> he de-socialized. Yeah, exactly. White Fang was the shit. White Fang was great at parties. Oh, White Fang was the yeah. man. My buddy's Akita. What did he call him? It was after Road Dalton. Called this dog Dalton. And this thing was a, it was like yeah, a, yeah. a grizzly bear. And it would look at you and just go like, Ugh. and it was like, holy shit. Like, this thing's going to fucking Cujo me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, eventually he had to get, he had to get rid of it. Because you of can't fucking control of it. it. He had to get the thing destroyed. Because like, you can't control that after in a while. The, in the Starts end, to know its size. In the end, it's cruel to the dog. Fuck Yeah. It's like, it's it's a selfish thing to do. million percent. Yeah. It's like, what did you do? You just fucked an animal's head up till we had to fucking kill it. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if there's a, um, whatever, like a solar flare and all our dogs have to become wolves again, then yeah. great. Good for you. Sure. You've really done something smart for you and your family <laughs> and it can help hunt with you. And When it, the zombies it, it, hit, yeah, you're doing you're great. You're going to need that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, Unless right. you don't have food for a week and then it eats you. Right. So, like, <laughs> good so good for you. But yeah. like- in the absence of that, you've taken this life and you've given it a shitty fucking track to go on. Then it's the same yeah. thing. I, I swear to God, whether it's a dog or a fucking human being, you show a fucking respect and love, you're going to fucking get something decent out of it. I think. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So. We were, I like how we were going to talk about Matt Castle. We talked about him for approximately three seconds. I think that's all he deserves. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, spun, it's spun pretty quickly into a coral reef of cocks by your ball Is sack. that where that I, I don't remember exactly how we got there. Yeah, but we got there. Well, look, uh, I have a mailbox on the show. Yeah, yeah And I if heard. you're cool with it, I'd like to uh, answer some fan questions. Let's play with it. Cool. Yeah. Great. Let me pull them up right here. This is where I show off how good I am with tech. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, ask me, um, ask me a question where the answer is no. Any question. Any question? Any question where the answer is no. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, ask me. <laughs> this is the worst setup ever. Ask me a question where it's, it's a, a thing that can't be done. Can you fly if you jump out this window? Can't do it. I like that. You know, I've just, uh, I, I need you to, I'll prompt you a couple more times. Sure. The podcast. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's answer some fan questions. Fun. Bring in the backups voicemail. Derek. All right. So we uh, we have people call in. And this is our first one right here. Hi, this is uh, Lily Rosenberg. I'm from New York, New York. Um, I'm wondering what your favorite flower is. Okay. It's a bad question. I mean, is it show. a bad question? Well, Just doesn't relate. Off, if this was like well, a botany. Well, first off, <laughs> first off, nobody from New York says they're from New York, New York. So and she named herself Lily Rosenberg. So a little anti-Semitic and clearly, <laughs> clearly a fake name. Uh, although I will say, uh, my favorite flower. I don't know. I like. Uh, 
I, I think I'm a classic guy. I think I like roses. Oh, really? I think I like roses. You like them for like celebrations or do you like them? Not like for it? myself, but if I'm going to sure. gift them to a, a lady. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I would go roses. Have you gifted flowers outside of roses to someone before? Yeah, I'll do like a, a panoply of beautiful colors sometimes. Look at like, you with the vocabulary. I know, you like that go. word panoply? Yeah, I, did. I, I learned it a couple days ago. I've been fitting it in a lot. I'm going to steal it from you. Yeah, you had a panoply of baby dicks before sure, sure. in our conversation. Like a cornucopia. A of, cornucopia is a yeah. great... This is, I use panoply. Panoply. My wife was like, what was that fucking word? I was like, Google it. Panoply. She didn't believe that I used it correctly. My wife just taught me like three words this past week. I can't, can't remember. No, none of them. But I remember thinking like, I'm going to sound smart. And now this is being an opportunity. I can be like, look at these words I have. I can't do you it. You did use cornucopia though. I'll give you credit for that. Do you have a favorite flower? You know, I like the smell of lilac very much. That's a nice one. That's, yeah. that's a purple flower, right? It is, yeah. One of the times, I'll, I'll say this, when I really fell in love with my wife early on in our dating. I was like, what's your favorite flower? Just so I know, I know to what to treat you to. And she went, purple. Like, is there a bigger dude answer to what's your favorite flower than just saying a color? May as well be my wife talking about movies, dude. <laughs> I, like, the woman never saw a movie before me. And I remember saying, like, what's your favorite movie? And she goes, you know, Matt Damon. Uh, and I go, wait, what the f- <laughs> yeah, You can't yeah. answer what your favorite movie is, but you just throw out Matt Damon. I remember we recently saw this Uncharted movie or whatever. We went to go see it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's fucking dog shit. We're sitting there, and I was like, oh, it's like a treasure hunting thing, you know, like Goonies. She's like, I never saw Goonies. Sat there like stunned in the theater. Yeah, I go. Let's get the fuck out of here. We went home and made microwave nachos and watched the Goonies. That's, that's how, how you, you do it. That's how you save an evening. That's how you save a marriage. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm serious. So you need to have that kind of like we move in the moment and you know you never know what's coming. Fuck yeah. Got to be willing to walk out of a movie. We're not locked in those seats in that shitty movie. No. If I want to fucking pull the ripcord, I'm out. Yeah. Let's go do something. Oh, I will fun. say, if you want a good treasure hunting movie, uh, Jungle Cruise, not bad. Oh, yeah. The Rock. I saw it. I was fine. Uh -oh. I was fine. Uh-oh. Well, you're being pleasant because you're on my podcast, but I guess afterwards you could tell me you think it's dog shit, too. Yeah. I just think, I just think those actors, very likable. Sure. I like uh -oh. Emily Blunt. I like the, Emily Blunt, like The Rock. I mean, The Rock to me is Coca-Cola, Mickey Mouse, and McDonald's. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's Disney's whore at this point. You didn't like his Super Bowl opening? Oh, man. I'm just rocked out. I'm rocked out, man. <laughs> Finally, The Rock has rocked out. Mad damn. Now he's got a TV show? Come on. You, I'm too, drowning in rock. <laughs> I'm buried in rock. All right, uh, let's go to our second uh, second call here. Hey, Eric, this is Bent. I'm calling from Germany right now, and uh, I've been blaming the Vikings' uh, performance over the years on their owners, on the ownership, and I'm wondering how stupid I sound when I blame our consistently uh, disappointing seasons on the owners. Do I sound dumb? Are they good owners, bad owners? Tell me about the owners. Who, who are the worst owners in the NFL? How many times can Ben say the later, owners in a, in a voicemail? Um, I, I was, I was, he went on a run there. <laughs> that was Ben Washburn. He was on the podcast uh, last week. So I, we kind of answered this question a little bit, but I don't know, I don't know how much owners are really to blame for bad seasons. Depends. If you're Jerry Jones, you're to blame. Yes. You know, he's, he's too involved. If you're the lady for the Lions who seems to be, like, excited, but you, you're the, the Lions owner for six years, yeah. I'm not really blaming her as much. The owner? 
At least I would blame the old Lions owner, but like, yeah, I think it's like, what, what's the way to say it? It's, it's related, but it's not always causal. I don't hate that. When I look at the owner, I say, what's, what's up with the head coach and GM? Because that's a direct hire from the owner. Yeah. So if the, the head coach and GM, are, they're doing a, a fairly decent job. They're, they're successful and there are things on the field. I've, I would say the owner's, the owner's doing their job. As long as they have those two pieces and they're signing the checks to get decent players in there, it's not the owner. It's yeah. not the owner. Then it starts to trickle down because you can have an issue with your locker room injuries. I mean, an injury plague team's not going anywhere. But uh, as long as they stay away, sign the checks, the head coach and GM are in place, it's not the owner's fault. That's fair. And I, I, I actually think of the Vikings, and I'm like, yeah, they haven't won um, a lot, but they've, they have not had, like, stretches of being terrible. No. Like, they've been competitive pretty much every year with a couple down years. Yeah. They're not unwilling to spend money. I don't like that they got that. I said this on the last week's show. I don't like the indoor stadium thing. I'm like, yeah, you're in fucking Minnesota. Can we have a cold weather? Thing? So that, that isn't, I mean, do they still call it Soldier's Field in Chicago? Yeah, they so, do. So Soldier's Field, Green Bay, you kind of split because Detroit's got the dome. Yeah. You don't like domes. The only dome I liked was the old Detroit dome. Have the you old- been to SoFi? I have not been to SoFi. <sighs> Incredible. I mean, I know it's. I know as a fan, it's a million times better than freezing your nuts off. Absolutely. I know. I know that. Yeah. But like when I'm watching the game and it's the fucking fourth quarter in the playoffs and I can see the quarterback's breath, I'm fucking hard. You want the you want yeah, the elements I want to play the part elements of it. to be a thing. Sure, sure. My favorite football game ever to watch was when the Eagles played the Lions in 2013 with Nick Foles as quarterback and there's two feet of snow. And they're literally just sliding through the snow by the time the fourth quarter hits. I mean, it was fucking incredible. It's a thing of beauty. Sure. As a Patriots fan, we've had a lot of big snowballs. Yes, and, you have. Yeah. And it's, Your legacy. The fucking the fumble ruski, whatever that the thing is. The tuck rule. Thank you. Yeah. But, but that being said, as a fan sitting in the miserable. Miserable. Oh, man. I remember miserable. going to a Monday night game where the Colts just fucking, Peyton just slit our throats. <laughs> gutted us. And uh, I remember... I, it was Monday night, paid big bucks for those tickets, and I was like, I'm staying for every tick on this clock. And it was a beaten. It was like 41 to 7 or something. A yeah, yeah. beaten. And I stayed forever, and I I was not enjoying it. But if I was in a stadium, at least you could throw a few back, get half-cocked, fucking, you know, T-shirt, jeans, I'm all about that. I don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like the fucking cold. You like the cold? I like, I, I like, I think I might like the cold a little more than the heat. <laughs> Hate winter. Hate it. And you're a Northeast guy. You said you're from New Hampshire. Dude, I'll never go back. I went back for Christmas for the first time in nine years, and I, outside of seeing my family and friends, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Hated it. Don't like the cold at all. My wife's from Vermont. She loves it. She loves the cold. Not my thing. I'm not a skier, not a snowboarder. The only reason I went ice fishing was to get drunk. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I do not And feel like the cold, cold a little less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, not a cold weather guy. All right, so it sounds like you really like the Minnesota Vikings owner then. He got you into the into a 75-degree game. Yeah, I'm, I'd be cool with that, yeah. All right, there we go. Well, we're split on this. Uh, there you go, Ben. There's your answer. Let's move on to our next uh, caller right here. Hey, Eric, it's Matt Castle. Uh, my buddy told me you were going to talk about me on your podcast which was fine until I heard it's a podcast about backup quarterbacks. I'm not a fucking backup, buddy. I started plenty of games, bitch. 
I don't know if you think you're being funny, but you won't think it's funny when I shovel past a fucking chair at your head during your next comedy show. And don't think I forgot about you, Matt, Dan. Yeah, I heard you're on the show, too, you piece of shit. You got two first names, but you're the last name on my list of true fans. You stink, buddy. How can you call yourself a Patriots fan and support this bullshit? I'm a starter. The only thing I'm backing up is my fucking truck over your fat fucking head. I'm a starter. All right, thanks, Matt, for calling in. Sorry about that, man. I want to roll out the red carpet for you. No, I loved it. I loved it. All right, let's go to our next call. We don't have have to comment on that. I guess he's just a little upset. Yeah, we should talk about Castle a little bit, though. We will. I mean, the other thing is, like, usually I do, like, 20 minutes up top before the guest comes on. I record it later. Yeah. That's when I, like, go through the fucking Wikipedia page and shit. Sure, sure. So the the Castle fans, they'll get I got to get it. I did my homework last night, baby. I got some Castle facts. We will talk Castle facts. I actually have some, I do have some Castle facts, too, so we'll compare notes. All right. All right, let's see what our next, hopefully there are some fucking non-plants in here. Some of these are real people. Sure, sure. I mean, I, a couple, half, half friends and family, half and half, half, like half and half. One or two calls of like. <laughs> you can tell the people who are just like, what, who, what team do you like? Like the nervous people <laughs> yeah. are real people, and then and then my family are the ones that are fucking with me. Going off. Hey, this is Denise from Cleveland. I love this show. Is Baker Mayfield going to get traded? Well, that's an old question now because he's definitely getting traded. A thousand fucking percent. After yeah, today. dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Where do you think he's going to go? I think he's going to go to the Colts. I think Indy as well. That's number yeah. one on my list. He's not going to the Saints because they're keeping Janus. Yep. And so who else needs a quarterback? Carolina. And the Seahawks. Yeah. They're not going to go with Drew Locke. You would think not. Yeah. But so the, I see two, two pieces out there that you could call... Uh, uh, starting quarterback Jimmy G Baker, yeah, and I'd be more excited to get Jimmy G. Even he, he's injured, right? He's currently injured. I think yeah, but he's injured, but I don't think he's going to stay injured for right. the beginning of the next season. I think it's going to come right up to I forget what the fuck he heard. Was his leg again, or what the hell? Or his shoulder? I think it was his shoulder, yeah. and it was his fucking throwing shoulder too. I mean, I'd still take that over Baker. You are, but you are buying low on both of them because Baker was hurt last year too. Yes. So I think whoever gets Baker and Jimmy G are gonna like the expectations will be lowered, which is probably good for both of them. But give me Jimmy G's attitude over Baker's any day of the week. That's yeah. the guy I want in my locker room. He's more of a leader to me. The 49ers fucking love Jimmy G. Debo loves Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason they got to go in another direction is because they, they got Trey. Yeah. They could trade him, but I guess why? Yeah, Jimmy G didn't show you enough. It sucks that it sucks that he was as I guess hobbled as he was in that championship game because it's like they had or not, the, look, or not the whatever the against second uh, round. Yeah, no, it was the NFC Championship, wasn't it? Against the it, rank, was, was, it, was, it? was it? It was. Yeah. It was. I'm sorry. And yeah. then and then and then he made that terrible throw at the end. To, yeah, yeah. It didn't look good. You know, no. none of that looked good. But he had a decent season. He looked. He looked strong through a lot of the season. You know, you know, I was thinking about this. It's like if Baker, because Baker was hurt in, like, I don't remember what game, somewhere in the middle-ish of, Handful of last them, season. Least, yeah. yeah, And the Browns were okay with him in the beginning, and then he got hurt and he sucked. If Jimmy G had just gotten hurt and been like, I can't play, and Trey Lance goes in, in the playoffs and fucking just drops a deuce, maybe Jimmy G's still in San Francisco. Wouldn't have hurt him. And the same thing with Baker. If he had just been like, yeah, I'm hurt, I played well for five or six games, and I can't play for the rest of the year, and somebody else came in and fucking ate shit, then 
both of them might be staying put. I mean, look what but, happened in Green Bay. They saw they got a little taste of Jordan Love, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of the thing of like uh, playing when you're hurt can help you, or it can also fuck. It can fuck you up. Sure. You play poorly, and the team has an option behind you. They'll just be like, "Oh well, they're that's all they needed to show us." So, I guess what I'm saying, kids, don't play through the pain. <laughs> Quit. Uh, let's go to our. Uh, we we got a couple more here. Hi, this is Christian from Atlanta, Georgia. I wanted to talk to you about your extended car warranty. It's my brother. We don't have to listen to that one. Let's move past that. There's got to be a real... I think this one's real. Hey, this is Ben Dover from Dallas. And I That's see that the uh, uh, Eagles released uh, Flex My Cox. And I'm wondering how that's going to affect them this year. And, uh, and I hope it doesn't put them in a hole. Great. God, All I right. hope that's well, a real one. I hope it's a real one. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I know his name is not Ben Dover, but the Eagles did really. I like that he based his dick jokes in a real NFL storyline, which was the Eagles releasing. He had me for a second. He was reeling me in. <laughs> way, to, way to go. Way to go, Ben Dover in Dallas. I think he might be. Fu- I think it's if it's a guy in Dallas, yeah, he might just be trying to rub You got to tip your hat at that one. That one was not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm still smiling. For not <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I lo- no. I do look. Here's the thing. We're not in high school anymore, okay? But when I hear shit like that, it makes me want to go back to high school. That oh was awesome. man, I'll tell you, there'll never be like a guy getting hit in the nuts. I won't laugh at. You know, like oh. I was trying to describe to my wife the brilliance of Jackass the other day. <sighs> And she just, she's like, I don't, it's the stupidest thing. Same thing with my wife. I was like, you don't understand. I was like, it'll never not be funny. It's never not. Always funny. Hysterical, dude. It's also like the creativity with how they hurt themselves is always what I marvel at. Oh my God. If it was, I mean, cause sometimes they just hit each other in the nuts with a fucking tack hammer. But then sometimes they're like up on a high wire and they're dressed as Charlie Chaplin. Like chickens hanging out of their ass over an alligator pit. Yeah, Yeah. they they, they do some really brilliant stuff in a in a way that presents as dumb. But I I love it, man. Never never laughed harder than with my friends at the first Jackass movie in a theater. Well, did you see the last one? I have not seen it yet. Oh man, this most recent one was so fucking funny. Great, dude. It felt like I was like. Laughing so hard, I'm dumping my beer on my buddy's lap, and he's like, "Yo, yo, yo!" And I'm like, I just turned, start dumping it on myself, <laughs> and, and it was, it just felt so good to be laughing in a movie theater again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cause like, name the last fucking like hilarious comedy. Movie. Ten years out, at least, like yeah. a decade without like good fucking comedy in the movie theaters. You know, I feel like there's been like, I mean, there's obviously been movies I've enjoyed. That I've watched mm-hmm. in the last ten years, mm-hmm. but I, I always wonder if it's just because it's whatever it's our childhood, and that's why we go back to them. But I'm like, will anything ever be better than Tommy Boy or Jackass or the movies that I watched? Dumb from and the Dumber, a- yeah. Ace Ventura, like literally, like. But but like old school was fucking great. The first was Hangover great. was a slapper. Fucking uh, uh, Wedding Crashers, another banger. You know, like yeah, yeah. comedy even through time. Has changed. Still, funny's funny. It's yeah. just, man, there's nothing. Can I tell you a good one though? Yeah, please. Have you seen Pop Star? Yeah, dude, it's great. Pop Star's a good one. Hilarious, hilarious. But what, how, what was that? That had to be seven, eight years ago, at least. At least is it? At least, I did. Look it was it a up. long time ago. I'll look it up. I got a computer right here. Let's race. 
This goddamn 4G. <laughs> Come on, baby. Pop star. 2016. It's six years old. Yeah. Fuck, man. I did not think it was that old. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it mu- I think it bombed when it came out. I think so, too. It and then w- people, like, I think it had, like, two years of just being a bombed movie that nobody saw. And then it, like, whatever. It got its second wind or whatever, something. It was, like, when when video stores were still a thing, some movies would see, like, they would they would get their their fair shake when they hit VHS. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they got popular after their theatrical release. Now we don't have that. It's tough to do that. But this was one of those movies, I think, after it came out of theaters, people were like, w- w- what is that? You know what I mean? And yeah, it was yeah. funny. It was funny. I didn't see it till it was, like, on HBO. And then I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch this. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This came out, like, three years ago. This is great. Wolves at the Wedding, very funny. Signing the dude's cock in the limo. Hilarious. Very funny. There's some really... Their music's hilarious always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Tim Meadows fan. I think he's one of the most underrated SNL guys. Solid as they come. Solid as they come. Yeah. Yeah, you could be... That's a rock that I would build a home on. Solid as they come. Uh, all, right. <laughs> all right, we're done with the... We're done with the... Uh, voicemails. Bring in the backups voicemail. Derek. Now, do you know Matt Castle goes by Cast Dog? No. That, that I didn't know. Here's your first Matt Castle fact right there. Is, that's his nickname? His nickname is Cast Dog. Cast Dog. C-A-S-S Dog D-A-W-G. That's a big late 90s thing. Yeah, it's not a great name. No. It's not a great nickname. It's not, it doesn't feel that creative. Everybody in high school, uh, like 96, 97, 98, 99, I remember I had a buddy, Chris Legary. We all called him Leg Dog. We had, we had a buddy named... Uh, Cass, Joe Cassidy. His name was Cass Dog. Everybody was a Cass dog. dog. Cass Dog. Holy shit. Dude, we just Joe fell Cassidy into that. and fucking Matt Castle have to have a fucking conversation. Right? Holy shit. There's multiple Cass Dogs. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, my stepdad's really good at giving people nicknames. He gave, uh, I, I'm E Bones. I can take that. Sure. It's all right. It's not the best. But uh, my brother got Tauntaun. What was it? Tauntaun. Tauntaun? Tauntaun. Taunt, what the hell is Taunt-ta. that? It's French for something. All right. Because he's like, he, him and my grandfather Taunt-ta. were French. No, Tauntaun. The same noise twice. Okay. Tauntaun. 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 Glad it's not my nickname. All right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Fucking, I am bombing. <laughs> what was the other thing I said I liked that you were like, ooh. That uh, oh, was The Rock. Yeah. yeah. That was Jungle Cruise. That too. I will say this. I, I haven't partaken in a lot of rock stuff, so I don't feel over inundated. It's all the it. same note to me. I mean, I'll watch it, but yeah. he's not remaking the wheel. This, no, he's not. You want to blow me away, Rock? Do a dramatic role and fucking nail it. Nail Knock it. it out of the yeah. park. Then I, then you'll make me say, like, all right, that's the best thing he's done since the eyebrow lift. Spoken like someone who hasn't seen The Tooth Fairy, which is some of his best work. I actually had a buddy in that. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was like years ago, but I was uh, I was uh, an EMT on an ambulance in Boston, and I had a buddy who was on that. Who Do you remember who he was? Uh, another another EMT. I forget his fucking name. But he was in that one, and then he was in another one where um, he started by being a set medic and then got cool with him. And then he also did, there was one where I think like The Rock was a football player, and he adopts a little girl or something. And yeah. he was like one of his football buddies in the in another movie. And I was like, oh, shit, this dude's in movies now. I knew, I knew a guy that was like a sound person on a movie. And then he started getting all these like 
these roles in Gotham and shit like that. Mm. It's just because he like made friends with people on set and directors. It was just a, he was just a good hang. Dude, attitude's everything, man. Yeah, man. It goes a long way. How many people like spend their whole life being like, how do I get a fucking under five on Blue Bloods? It's like, and it's like all you got to do is just be a little nice to hang out with. Stop white knuckling it. Be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking chill out. Yeah, exactly. It'll come if it's, hey man, if you're if you're actually good at something it'll come. and you're chill, it'll, it should. It should come. Or you have the worst luck. And I mean. <laughs> that is true. You can be really good. And you can work really hard and be unlucky. That is also, that can happen. But for the most part, like, that is, that's been my experience, at least with, I mean, I did improv for a long time. It's Me a, too, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. deep, deep, deep shame, I feel. I don't know how, it, you, it, it how should, do you feel. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. A lot of people say what you say, well, but it shouldn't be. And I'll tell you exactly why. Let me hear it. Because you have other tools. And so doing stand-up so long and and and, and excelling to it at some point, and, and so I have certain tools that other stand-ups don't have because I did improv and theater and I can do characters. And when I tell stories, it's not just another white guy standing on a microphone stationary. We can fucking dip in and out. And plus, sure. plus part of stand-up is being able to go off the cuff. And if you can't do that and you're married to like words you wrote on a fucking five-star, you're in trouble. Well, I'm, I'm with you with its utility in other things, mm-hmm. 100%. Here's why I struggle with my years. I also did it. For, I don't know how long you were I in. did it too long. So I should have I did it for seven years. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to make my fucking living being an improv teacher. That's bananas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really into it. Yeah. Uh, I was also in New York where the improv stand-up relationship was not like it is in L.A. Like people were pretty much like, if you're an improviser, you're a theater kid. And when I started to do stand-up, it was like an issue getting into... So it was like that for me too. You felt out here or... Absolutely. Because I did Groundlings Sunday Company. And I and and that I was like, oh, this is it. Here we go, bitch. And then like <laughs> they're like the fucking... <laughs> they hit the button where you just drop through the floor. See ya. <laughs> no, it's like you get on the roller coaster. It starts to rumble and then it slows down. And they're like, you're actually too fat to ride. <laughs> you go ahead yeah, and hop yeah. off. You met the height requirements, but... <laughs> and you just watch your family write it. Uh, but but uh, I started doing shows. I was getting the cold shoulder from a lot of people. Who's this fucking new kid? It's just like the new kid in class. The kid who moves into another town. You know what I mean? Now, wait but, a second. You were getting the cold shoulder from the improv? From the stand-ups because yeah, yeah. you got on... It was just like, who's the fucking new guy who's like swinging for the fences on everything? Like, I don't, I haven't seen him at the open mics and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and that see, like, I had a few friends who had shows, and so when I made the pivot, I got onto a couple of cool shows right away, and they're like, who the fuck is that? You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I also lucked out, like, if again, attitude, and I was just, I kind of didn't give a fuck, and but I, I wasn't looking for any problems, just like, hey, if you don't want to be my buddy, you don't want to be my buddy. And then um, uh, there were some people who've been doing it for a while who just fucking, I got along with them, and that helped. And then you start yeah. your own community. You've got the right mentality, for sure. I I, I still struggle with it. Like, my, my wife just got on an improv team, so I went to the show. Yeah. And it's the first time I've seen an improv show for five, six years. Sure. And I'm watching it, and the first team is uh, terrible. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate this <laughs> so much. Sure. And I'm getting, and I'm all the feelings of like, I fucking wasted my 20s getting really good oh, at, yeah. this, at this useless thing. And then the second team came out, and they fucking crushed. 
And I'm like, it's a magic show all over again. I'm like, oh my God, are they, when are, when are auditions? Are they coming? Like I had like the pull to like get back into a little just, bit of a roller coaster. I'm telling yeah. you it's, but it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I over, uh, I overcooked my, my stay in improv. So I did the same thing. And it's then, hard not to. I didn't want anything to do it. Like doing groundlings, you got to like put on makeup and the wig and the whole fucking deal. Right. Just paying the fucking ass. Uh, uh, so many successful people come out of there and it's like good, good shit for the most part. But, uh, doing that and then getting cut and then having a refine, like kind of recarve a path. I was like, I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want anything to do with like characters or sketch and like, uh, just keep it away from me. And then it wasn't until recently is that, uh, a buddy was going for JFL characters. Right. And I was watching everybody's character set and I was like, I don't, I don't know what fucking just kind of like washed over me, but I was like, ah, I'm not so mad at it anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I can fucking do this. I learned a lot of good shit. I met a lot of good people. And then it's just like, I don't know. This just takes yeah. one of those days. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, eh, fuck it. I learned a few things. And most of the shit is the relationships you can walk away with. That's the biggest thing. Oh, I met my wife doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, and pretty much every friend I've made in comedy, even people that do stand up, are people that at some point I did improv with in New York. There you go. So yeah, I I hope to get there. You know what I, I didn't have is I haven't, you said you were watching your friend doing a JFL character showcase and that kind of sparked it in you. I like when I left improv, I like, I was cold turkey. Like I did not watch any shows. I was like, so I feel like now that my wife's on this team, I'm probably gonna end up seeing shows for the next couple of months. A thousand percent. I'm hoping it's gonna her. like yeah. I'm hoping it's gonna like loosen me up to be like it. You know, it, it was will. A, it was a fun time. Yeah, there's it, no reason to be mad at yourself. I I subscribe to fuck it a lot, and it's just yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's, I, I'm I'm I say this to myself. This is me on me, but I'm like. I'll just let it go, you little bitch. Like, what are you so fucking <laughs> mad about? What are you fucking yeah, mad yeah, yeah. about? Shut the fuck up. Who you are you to good. think it should work out for you the way you yeah, wanted it, it to work and out? And I'll tell you, man, the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not going to be at all how you thought it was going to be, pal. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're well off plan A. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just start being fucking happier. How about that? You know what I mean? Like, stop being a, a pussy little bitch and just, like, you know, try to try to at least be like, you know, I got it pretty good. I'm doing okay. Yeah, like, go to therapy. Doesn't hurt, man. I did it for a while. Doesn't hurt. I don't know. In fact, I would say helps. Helps. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Now, I gave you a cast dog fact. Yes. You said you had castle facts. So, I know the story. So, it's pretty interesting because like... Let me hear it. Dude, I'll tell you, man. I think this guy... So, if you want to say Brady is the best backup of all time, super duper, totally get it. Kind of. But he wasn't a backup for all that long. Exactly. So Matt Castle, right? He was second fiddle. And then Bernard Pauler came. So he was second fiddle at USC. And he and Matt Liner, who is maybe one of the best collegiate quarterbacks of all time in history. Like, it's pretty outstanding what he did at USC with Pete Carroll. But uh, And it was like, I think Reggie Bush, too, right? He was on that team, I think. He was. I don't think Castle only played. Did he even start in college? Or was like the one? Oh, Castle? Castle never fucking started. That's what I was saying. I know. Never started. Yeah. So he's been a backup all through college. Stayed busy with, like, fucking baseball and uh, other sports just to, like, stay in. Stay in it. And then uh, had a 
did not stand out at the combine, had an okay combine. So then he had a pro day, and half the teams in the league didn't even go. And then those that stayed around, like, swarmed him like the hot chick, asking for his number, to the point where his parents are standing there watching this fucking weeping, like, it's been five years and he's finally having his day, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So then, because uh, he was a seventh round pick. Like, think about that. Later than Brady. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So, Pats take him. And still nobody knows who this kid is. There were a bunch of no-name, like, quarterbacks that went well before him. They take him. Kid who never even, I don't even think he threw a touchdown. Forget start. I don't even think he threw a touchdown for USC. At, keep, keep talking. I'm going to, yeah, I'll yeah. verify. And then, uh. Uh, and it was like pretty heated. Like Pete Carroll flipped a coin between him and Leinart. He, he it yeah, was, yeah. It, either one could have started. Uh, and so the Pats got him, and then you know Bernard Pollard, the Bills game was the Bills. It was the Bills where where Brady fucking was, went it, was, his knee? Yeah, was Bernard Pollard on the Bills or the Chiefs? Then he might have been on the Chiefs. I want to say it was the Bills for um, some reason. He's I'm been on both those teams. I'm picturing blue coming in at Brady's. Flag. See, I'm seeing white. I'm seeing a white jersey. Really? Well, we're gonna have to look. Do are we gonna afterwards. look that up too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look up the let's look up the Matt College College stat for because I, I do think that's an important one, one that I probably should have known. Zero touchdowns, one pick in his entire. Isn't that, cr- isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. you were right. Yeah, it's wild. And then, uh, so then Bernard Pollard happens, and that team, that Patriots team. Goes eleven and five with Matt Castle. I think it was week, week five, maybe week four or five. On Matt Castle takes it over. No, no, no. It was the first was it, game was, of the season. Oh, it was like that's it was the right. first game of the season with Brady. That's right. Yeah, he started the whole, the whole year. Season. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that. So, I actually just watched the first down. He comes in. He's backed up into his own end zone. Right? Running play doesn't go anywhere. Another running play, loss of yards. Looks like I think Case I think it's Casey had like a top the t- top five secondary in the NFL. So the announcers even are like, oh, they're not gonna let Castle throw it on this one. Launches one Randy Moss for like fifty yards. Yeah. His first drive in the NFL, he went ninety eight yards, scored a touchdown to Randy Moss, and seventy eight of those yards were his through the air. That's that's Dude. how he came on, man. He f- imagine how pent up you are. That's like a <sighs> Mormon having sex after getting married at twenty six. You're it gets like, my- <laughs> you fucking blat like she's on the wall Through the on the other rock. side of the room. <laughs> There's like a her shaped hole. I'm telling yeah. you, man. Like imagine that. I mean, and also like the the fucking like loyalty to stick at USC. Crazy. When you don't have, I mean, you just think about what college football is like now, dude. It's like the guy behind you throws a touchdown. You're like, yeah, yeah, portal. Yeah. Portal. I'm out of here. I'm out. Yep. Yep. I'll see you at Kent State. Yeah, Kent State. <laughs> see you at Tacoma. See you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, you, ha- you have to have a lot of respect for, like, how he waited. I mean, that's the true that's story. Point. The true story of a backup. I mean, talk about a guy earning his starts. Matt Castle. The king of patience, no question. King of patience. Oh, earned all those spots on the Rich Eisen show, as far as I'm concerned. You bet, you bet your ass. 
Yeah, were we saying that before we started recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How he's like, he's on every show. He really is. But and he doesn't have a job. And he's still a handsome devil. No, I think he's in his finished basement half the time. And he's just like, uh, he lo- he looks like wi- his wife's cooking dinner or something yeah, yeah, upstairs. Yeah. And he's just like squeezing in a quick 12 minutes <laughs> just to shoot the shit with the fellas. Good for him, man. He's got. I'm sure he's got a TV thing coming. I mean, I'm sure he, he must, right? He, he's got a, He's going to be like a guy. Yeah, because he's likable. And there's a million college football games. At some, at some point, someone's going to be like, the Mac needs someone to call their Mac in Tuesdays. Well, speaking of college, right? So, like, the guy who started in front of him, Matt Leiner, was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, who had, like, you know, a Kirk Cousins who is, he was at the end of his rope. You yeah. know, what he did in the NFL was, cool story is great. Shit, they made a movie about it. But, like... They drafted Leonard to come up behind him. And so the last game of the season was uh, Patriots-Cardinals. And so it was like the guy who was always in front of Castle. And uh, like they started Leonard over over Warner for that game. And I mean, fucking Matt Castle just poured it all over him. Four, I think it was 47-7. Like there was, you want to talk about letting out oh the demons... God. Nutting people through walls. <laughs> <laughs> An anger nut. Oh, my I God. Mean, and I'm sure they were friends and close, but that's got to be the most fucking satisfying thing. Oh, dude, that was it. I mean... It's to- also... That must, they must be the only 11-5 and five team to not make the playoffs in 2008. That's so, got to be a, a record. Here's a fun one. So they did extend... They did ex- they've been extending the season longer and longer since then, right? But at that point... Uh, if you went eleven and five, you had a ninety-eight percent chance to make the playoffs. That's so brutal. Oh, and that to me is that—that's so his life story, man. That's such a. Bummer. It really is. Yeah. I mean, because like, I—I I mean, does he have a playoff start after that? I have no idea. Oh man, you do just we have did it? your homework last night, Matt. So I know. Do we have it? So after that, he went to KC, and he had uh, his first season in KC went terribly. Yeah. Second one went, I think, okay, they might have gone to the... It wasn't until second or third season, he got hurt, got a concussion, and the KC fans were cheering for that, and then the entire KC team were like turned on the fan base. you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. That was the Tyler Thigpen year, I believe. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, man. not a, That wasn't a good day for not KC. Not cool. No, that wasn't a cool move. Not, no, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, then... He eventually has to get out of town. Before he gets out of town, though, let's talk about what he did his last season in KC. Yeah, yeah. Saved an entire family from that burning home in 2012. Oh, I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. Really? It's right here on his Wikipedia. Listen to this shit. Get out of here. I'm going to read the line. Please. On the night of January 26, 2012, a fire broke out in family's home in the village of Lock Lloyd, Missouri. Castle, seeing the smoke from the fire, ran to their house to alert them. The family was able to make it out of the fire alive. So he just like ring the doorbell. <laughs> if, if, if he had like gone in, because I'll tell you, the way it was set up, I thought he was putting a foot through the come front door. On, come on, how many people run towards the fire? That's a, that is a that is a great. Story hey for man, Matt Castle. Hey man, they're out, they're out in the deck barbecuing. Hey man, your living room's on fire. Matt Castle saved an entire family. Do you think if Kansas City <laughs> fans could have chosen at that time, they're like, look, this signing's going to be a disaster. The team's not going to play well. You're going to have a one-win season in there, but he's going to save a family. You have to choose which of those things happens. 
Football fan base, they would have let, fam- oh. let that family cook. They would have made them part of their Kansas City barbecue recipe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got family tonight. Exactly. All right, so yes, he leaves. Um, by the way, it was it was the Chiefs that... Uh, Bernard Pollard was on? Yeah, but I will say this too. Uh, you said you saw White going at Brady's knees. They were wearing their red jerseys, so technically... Oh, all right. And you, but you saw blue in your... I was, I was more wrong than you. No, you we don't have to word it that way. You were 100% right. You said the correct team. To, I'm just being a fucking dickhead. All right, so then he goes. Yeah, right. You, you're you following the... He leaves the Chiefs. Do you know where he goes next? You got it? I think it was... Uh, I know he was a little bit of a league whore, but I think he went Minnesota. You got Minnesota. Yeah. Two seasons. Minnesota, and then... Uh, did play a little bit in Minnesota, too. He did, and he was, and they they were dog shit. No. Not good. Not good. And then from there, leapfrogs to Dallas, right? You're missing one. <sighs> I'll give you a hint. Is it? Hang on, hang on. It's not Buffalo, right? It's Buffalo. It's Buffalo. It's Buffalo. All right, all right. I knew. Yeah. He, I thought he. Wa- I thought he ended in Buffalo. He ended. No. All right. I got it now. Yeah, he jumps to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember much of that. Was it? Memorable? I remember. Uh, I'm remember. I'm fucking reading it right now off my computer. <laughs> he competed with EJ Manuel and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod beat him out, right? Uh, yes, and but they all got injured at yeah. some point, so he did pl- end up playing a little bit in Buffalo, but uh, not well. And then he goes to, as you said, Dallas and makes history. They were so bad, right? But makes history as being the only quarterback. To throw an interception and have it be called intentional grabbing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Come on. I, yeah. Again, I, again, of course this is part of the Matt it's Castle like a, story. It's an all-time, like, fucking, like, I almost feel like uh, like the Don Beebe getting hit and bouncing straight off his head in the 90s shot. That <laughs> yes. Castle interception is, like, forever in the... That's his butt fumble. That's his butt fumble. Not as bad as the butt fumble. No, that's humiliating. Not as hilarious as the butt fumble. I mean, that's a that's a mark. That's a stain that doesn't leave. No, no. And every time I see like the every time Mark Sanchez is now on TV, like he seems like a nice guy. He does. And every time I see him, I'm like, you fucking ran up <laughs> face a first, dude's asshole. <laughs> Dang it. On national, you ran up an asshole, and it's not fair. It's not fair to you know whatever. Football's, no, football's hard. Here's the deal. Life's not fair. <laughs> and you're the butt fumble guy. Exactly. And that, hey man, for the rest of us, we get to call you the butt fumble guy now. Yeah. It's too much fun. I know we're supposed to care a lot about people's mental health now. And like, you're not allowed to boo. Sure, sure. Like, you, you have to boo, but then you have to, like, also, like, when they come over to the, the, the Jesus bench, fucking Christ. They give, give everybody a fucking massage. trophy. Everybody's getting orange slices at <laughs> halftime. He's just, here's the deal, man. Like, the, Toughen up a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Can we have fun? Yeah. Can we have fun? But also, like, let's fucking bring this one home for the fucking Gipper. You Thank know what you. I mean? Like, Thank you. Yeah. Let's, there's, there's a balance. All right? Let's have we some competitiveness. We don't got to boo Matt Castle's concussion or Michael Irvin's neck injury. But also, I can call somebody a fucking piece of shit from the stands and they can take it. it here's the deal. I, I totally agree you don't cheer injuries. But, like, I'll see fans yell something, especially LeBron. And the way he stops and looks, and it's just like, hey, man, fucking, you're like one of the top three best fucking basketball players ever. And you're going to let that fucking, that fucking guy? A guy that looks like me that talking guy? about your bald spot is going to really bother you that much. <laughs> Dude. You sensitive bitch. Thin skin, man. Thin skin. 
Dude, that's that is the calling card of. But I, I will say this: if you're an athlete who does not have thin skin now in 2022, you should fucking crush it. Agreed. Because you're playing with a lot of people who do. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, I mean, more of a reason to not. That's an edge in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just look at Jordan, who's, like, fucking writing. He's, like, writing. <laughs> he has, like, a notebook and red pen of stories he made up just to motivate himself to beat the jazz. And he's, like, literally inventing reasons to hate people. Yes. And you're, like, okay, obviously he's mentally ill, but, like, that's the price of greatness. I agree. Yeah, I agree. you have to be obsessed to a point. Of- well, you're a Patriots fan. I, I you can watch Tom Brady after four Super Bowls in, talking about getting drafted after the guy we talked about on the last podcast, whose name I'm fucking forgetting right now. Who is uh the guy that Cleveland drafted in the Brady the Brady draft? Oh God! Oh, it's that's it's like a French name. Or it's, something, it starts right? with a D. I literally just did a podcast. I heard you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the podcast you let Spurgeon win. Spurgeon. Okay, he's literally, it's like a documentary on Tom Brady. He's won four Super Bowls. And there, he's talking about Spurgeon win, and he's, or he's talking about not getting drafted until 199 or whatever it was, and he's ugly crying. And it's like, dude, this guy lives on the fact that Spurgeon win was drafted ahead of him. For sure. Yeah. It's, Gio it's, Carmizzi or whatever that fucking guy was for the 40, 49ers. Like, he, it's like fuel. And now, like, now people take fuel... And they're like, why are you giving me fuel? My, 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 my feeling. And it's like, here's the deal. Everybody's got feelings. I get it. Okay, great. It's just fucking quit your wine. Fucking get angry. Get fired up. When I was a, get when fired I, up. When I was a 15-year-old, I went to a Baltimore Orioles game, and I was telling Cal Ripken to hang it up because it was time. Sure. Man had been at third base for like eight years. Couldn't yeah. do anything. He's got a different batting stance every fucking time he comes to the plate. I was letting Cal have it. And people were getting mad at me. And it's like, you know what? This is how he became great. Were you an, or- you were an Orioles fan? No, I just went to an Orioles game. They were pl- I think it was like, the be- I want to say it was the beginning of interleague and the Phillies were playing. Cool. And we might have gone to a game. Cool. But, you know, I like to take a lot of credit for Cal's final years and motivating him to keep going because you got to fucking let people hear it. I agree. You give, him a, give him something to get angry about. Yeah. Anger is, anger is a powerful thing. It can be used for good, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with getting fired up. You don't live on it, but you can, you can die. Don't take out. it home, or you'll yeah. be shitting out your stomach yeah, lining. You, you can't have, pizza. <laughs> you can't <laughs> you have pizza every night. Exactly. But yeah, it, it, it works for something. All right, now, we, we've, he's got two stops left that we haven't talked about after the Cowboys, after the infamous uh, intentional grounding. Yes. You, you know the other two stops? Tennessee. 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 He's there for two seasons. This one's going to be a tricky one for me. I can um, I I can give you a hint if you want it, but I won't give it to you until you're really ready for it. Who 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 churned through quarterbacks? It's not the Browns, is it? It's not the Browns. I don't know that last one. No, I'll give you a hint. It's the Detroit Lions. That's a good hint. Let me see if I can. Yeah, work it through. (laughs) Was that was that while Stafford was there? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Wow. So that was a young Stafford. I did not remember that he was on the. I did not remember he was on the Lions. So no, that one's that. Yeah, it's not anywhere in my memory. Doing this podcast, I you get that all. There's always one. You're like, who and where? Yeah. Randall Cunningham was on the Cowboys for. I don't remember that. He's my favorite player. It's funny. I feel like Matt Stafford has been on the Lions or was on the Lions for 
25 years. That's, like, that's I feel what Detroit like, does to you, man. It just, yeah. time slows down. It really does. Like, I just, I can't remember a Thanksgiving without Matt Stafford involved. Man, I, when you were, we were shitting on domes before, but I loved, I, I love what the Pontiac Silverdome looked like on that. To me, that was always one of the coolest venues Hell in sports. Yeah. And I love what it became after. They let it go all decrepit and fall apart, and there's like f- owls at the fucking end zone. That, I love that shit. Is that still up? No, it's gone. They, they took they took. No, it was like down. a health hazard, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. I'm sure it was full of squatters. I just love, I mean, hell, dude, I'd fucking live there. <laughs> right. Dude, I love old, I love anything that looks like people were hanging out and then the, everybody just stood up and walked away at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were moving out to LA, we did uh, Route 66, which used to be, that was the way people got out to California That's before they did, did the interstates. Yeah. All those towns, so fucking cool. That's why. You just walk into a hotel and you're like, this was a hotel until... 20 years ago, and then people just left it. It's fucking weird, right? It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, our, our trip across the country took an extra three days because every time we saw Route 66 exit, we were like, yeah, let's fucking go. Did you, it was dog shit, but did you see that new Texas Chainsaw movie? I can't watch horror movies, man. Oh, uh, you're one they, of those they fu- guys. They fuck with me. Too I got a lot. Much. I got a lot I think of friends. They're real. Like I think that. they're real. Nah, they man. feel real to me. You know, the, the fact is, if it makes me feel. At all, like I sit through so much shit, and I am like just numb, just watching it, like just fucking kill me. But yeah, yeah. if I can feel scared, I'm like, oh, it's it's working, it's doing something. I'm feeling something. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's a good point. I I, I think what it is with me is like it just lives with me too long afterwards. Oh, that's the best like, part. I, I, like here's the thing: there was it was the first, not the first Texas Chainsaw, the one with Jessica Biel. Sure, that was a it, good remake. It was yeah. when I was in college. Wow. I went to go see it because there was a girl. That I liked. And she, we were going with a group. And I was like, okay, I'll fucking go hang out with her. And I did not want to watch that movie because I didn't like horror movies. But I was like, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe I've mean, grown, maybe I've grown past it. Maybe I've grown past it. First scene, the dude with like sandy LA hair runs out into the field. Gets his fucking leg chopped off. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm one. out. And I fucking left the movie theater. Never hooked up with that girl. I was like, you know what? Not even worth <laughs> Pretending I'm like I'm going to be good for this movie for another hour. I'm good. One of the few I've only walked out of two movies. It was that, and the second Mortal Kombat. Those are the only movies I ever watched. Those are the out. only ones. Man, I've walked out on a shit ton of. I don't waste my time if I'm like, oh, this is a piece of fucking shit. I'll go get a beer. How long do you give it? At least for all right. At least forty-five to fifty minutes. Like I try to push for an hour. I'll give it an hour. All right, but if we're going beyond an hour, like fuck you. You know, that's very. I would say an hour is more than I was expecting. Generous, right? Forty-five yeah. to an hour. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I got my wisdom teeth pulled not too long ago, a few years ago, and uh, I was all doped up. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is nothing. This is great. I feel great." <laughs> and uh, drove there. Probably shouldn't have. No, Dro- it's fully <laughs> illegal. <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm going to see uh, it too. It too." Oh wow, I've never been I, I I've never been more disappointed with a movie in my life because the first one was so fucking good. Okay, second one is laughable dog shit. Isn't it like aren't there like SNL people in it? Yeah, yeah. Bill Hader. Bill Hader's a great yeah. actor. I like Bill Hader very much. Barry's the shit. Yeah, yeah. But it, it too, garbage. Hot garbage. garbage. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Chastain, one of the Jessicas. Yeah, yeah. She was. It fucking sucked. Trash, trash. Walked. I mean, I just walked out of Uncharted like a week ago. I walk yeah. out of shit constantly. 
I fucking love giving everybody my money and then saying, eh, I'm going to take half of that. What did you, you, you were going to, I can't remember what was what we were recording, yeah. but you were, we were going to talk about Batman. Oh, yeah. So the first time I, so Batman's like my guy. Right? The Batman. By so, the way, we're talking about the new movie. Right. So Batman in general is my guy, but I'm not a superhero guy. I feel the same. I like super, I, give me villains. Yes. That's where all the fun is. Yeah. That's that's what I enjoy. And so like I went into this one like fucking psych. Give me some Riddler, right? Not in much of the movie at all. And the tone is not like, I was a big fan of the Christopher Nolan. The first two Christopher Nolans very much like. The third one didn't really do it for me, but I'll sit through it. Um, I won't walk out of it. Uh, but the uh, I went into this and the tone, everything about it, just sticking with Batman through the whole thing, wasn't the Bruce Wayne that I know. Like, I like the, the Playboy, you know what I mean? Like, well, you it's like more a, fun. You like a Bruce Wayne that's different than Batman because it's a fucking alter ego. Right. This it is can't the just same be guy. Ego. Yeah. Yeah, it can't just like... You can't just sound the same and act the same. Yeah. Now, you said on an earlier podcast that it was beautiful. You're absolutely right. It was shot beautifully. Yeah. Uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz really didn't do it for me. Give me she, Michelle Pfeiffer any day. I'm not a fan. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, I watched that. I did watch that show. It was like, was it Big Little Lies or something? That I shit? call it water crashing against rocks. <laughs> How many times <laughs> we need to fucking establish that yeah. there's a cliff and there's water and there's rocks? <laughs> I got it. I did enjoy that. Sh- the first season, the first of that, season is great. Second one fell off. Second they didn't. One, ha- they shouldn't have done it. The second one could have been five seconds long. Thousand percent. It could have just been like, "Hey, we should go to the cops too." Yeah, yeah. Here's what I didn't. I'll say the most unrealistic part of that movie was like, I get it. It's like feminist. That's fine. I enjoyed it, but it's where like the, all the little kids are riding in the limo with their mom. And a Fleetwood Mac comes a song comes on, and there's like little like six year old kids being like thunder, <laughs> like dancing, they don't know that shit. Dancing like it was their fucking childhood. Nah, like they're listening to it's raining tacos. You know what? I- <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like oh, this is where it fucking jumped the shark for me. But still, uh, yeah, but, that, but that was the show. That's the show I know her from too. Right, and so. So I, I walked out, and uh, my wife hates all the superhero stuff, and I got her to go. I'm like, this one's going to be different, trust me. And a good buddy of mine, we all went, and the three of us walked out, and I was just, like, disappointed. That's the word I'm going to use. And then everybody goes fucking bananas. They go gaga over this shit, and I'm like, all right, well, let, let's take a second look at this. And it is a Batman movie. It's Batman. It's And then a, a buddy of mine sold me on it. He's like... It's not year one, it's year two, but he's like, it's very early on, and he's like, think of it as the very beginning of a massive arc, and he's like, the guy you want is probably coming in the next movie or two, he's like, but look at it as a massive arc, and this is a ride we're going on, and so yeah. I was like, okay, so, and and like slow shit, like, I don't always buy into it real quick, like, I remember the first time I, I sat down and watched Mad Men, I was like, I don't know about this, and yeah. then I reapproached Mad Men, and I was like, holy shit, this is great. So then I went alone without, like, I went alone having my wife and, like, you know, knowing she hasn't, like, superhero shit and me just, like, looking around my periphery the whole time, like, is she in a winter? Yeah. And sometimes takes me out of it. So then I watched it again alone, and I was like, okay. I was like, I feel, I, I do like it. It's just still the Christopher Nolan, Batman Begins, and Dark Knight are far superior in my book. I mean, I watched, I, if you listen to the last podcast, I already talked about this. I watched The Dark Knight as a cleanser after I watched The Batman. Right. And me and my wife sat down and watched it and we're like, fucking shit. This so much better. So good. Slapper, It's yeah. so good. Nothing is wasted. 
Mm-mm. Nothing's unintentional. Everything makes sense and fits in with a piece. It's like the perfect movie. I love I, it. I, I put it up there with like Jurassic Park is like anytime it's on, I don't care where I caught it. Yep. I'm going to watch it all the way through. Exactly. It's and like I'll, Shawshank, I'll, Jaws. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. just one of the, it's just in that tier. Yep. Um. Yeah, the yeah the new Batman, I'm like, I don't know. I Will you see a sequel when they come out with the, the next one? I don't will think I will. It? I don't think I will. Wow. And I feel like it's like I, it was very similar to how when I watched the Joker, because there's parts of the Joker I like. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor, and I sure I like the performance. But like once you start thinking about it, and you're like, what are the themes that they're actually driving home? You're like, oh, it's like written by people who either don't understand what Batman's about, or they actively dislike what he's about. And that's the one that's that makes me mad. Where I'm like, well, then why even fucking make the movie? So I'll tell you what, Joker didn't do it for me. Yeah, I didn't do. It. I was in a film festival in Nashville. This came on. I had like a million films I was supposed to go see, and this was like this happened to come out this weekend. I was like, I'm going to see the Joker. I'm like, fuck this shit. And I was stoked, psyched for it because again, villain guy. Yeah, yeah. And he did do a great. I He's mean, he's a great actor. Killed it. Yeah, he did a great job. The Todd Phillips, man, he frustrates me because he made some of the best comedies of all time and then said comedy's dead. And so the comic in me is like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, you fucking just trying to stir the pot and you know what? It's working. It's working. I'm getting mad. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went in this one and I hate it. But I didn't love it. I was like, what is this for? Is this for like uh, angry little white boys? Like, what is this? I think it is. Yeah. But it's like that part doesn't bother me. I'm like, I'm fine if it's. I wasn't mad by like the the PC stuff people didn't like about it. I was mad because it didn't make any fucking sense. And it's like some of those movies where I'm like, with with the Dark Knight, there's obviously things that are implausible. Not even implausible, just things where you're like, that's a fucking stretch. But it's like they leave you at least enough to go like, I buy into the world enough to let that little logical thing go. For a second. Well, I'm a details-oriented guy, too. Yeah. And if they're poor as shit, like, they, he can't feed his sick mother, right? Shit like that. Or he can't eat because he's feeding his sick mother. Something along those lines. Uh, they don't have shit. Yet, this is taking place in what? Somewhere in the 1980s, right? Yeah. And, 70s, I think. And yet, they have um, they have a, uh, 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 what was that? Um uh, and an, ans- an answering machine? You know how much those fucking things cost yeah, back then? Yeah, good point. How about, like, like, what do you, like, that thing's a couple hundred bucks. I think they had a VCR too, and I'm like, those things were like 800 bucks back in the day. And then I rem- and then, like, pulls all the shit out of the refrigerator and just crawls inside. I'm like, I don't know, that's just weird. I was like, I'm not, that didn't tell me, like, he's, like, mentally going through a change or, I was just like, this is, yeah. there's a lot here that I'm not buying. I remember, uh, I don't know musical theater, but my wife went to school for that. And there's a scene where like the, they, those finance bros start singing like sad to be a clown or some, some song Mm -hmm. that has the word clown in it. So I guess Todd Phillips Googled clown and then (laughs) made that thing they sing. My wife was like, that's a, that's a barely known musical from the 1960s. I don't think a lot of finance bros are like big musical theater buffs that would know the words to like the second chorus of a song like that. Like that's no, not, it was a pop- weird. It it's was not a weird. popular thing. No, it's no. like little stuff like that where you're like, Oh God, like I didn't mind when it was old school. Cause it's fucking hilarious. 
I don't care if there's, I don't care if like the, the scenes don't match up perfectly or if, you know, whatever the, what do you call it? When, uh, somebody's got a hand in a drink in one hand, then it's in the next hand, the next shot. Yeah. 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 Nobody cares in comedies. Right. If you're going to, if you're going to make the, a movie that's supposed to make me think also like fucking hire somebody that watches that cup. Yeah. Watch the cup. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Watch the cup. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't do it for me And the whole, like the Bruce Wayne and the being a dad. Oh, I also love that. Like Bruce Wayne's going to fight the Joker when the Joker is 80. Yeah. What? And it's like, he's a little kid and they're half brothers. What? Right? Because <laughs> yeah, I, forgot, I forgot that part. Yeah. I fucking forgot that part. I mean, come on. I forgot man. that part. Come on. Uh, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Give me, hey, man, the Tim Burton Batman. I liked them both. Big fan of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird. Sure. But good. And they just got weirder. Yeah, Batman Returns is a fucking weird movie. But I'm into it. I do I do like it. Yeah. And I thought Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, I thought they and I, I like Michael Keaton. I'm excited to see him back in the Flash movie. Like I'm excited for all that. Yeah. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh I'll tell you what I like. Yeah, tell me. I like that you go to the movies with a very real possibility of walking out. Like you sit down and movie starts and in your head you go like I might be walking out of this motherfucker. You better believe it. Forty five minutes to an hour, I might be fucking gone. Time's valuable to me. I'm like I, I'm a real. I now I feel like I'm suffering from the sunken cost fallacy where I'm like, oh, I paid fucking twenty dollars. I I got popcorn. You should look at it like I just spent seven of that, and I would pay seven not to watch this anymore. Yeah. Mind blown. Uh, that's something for the audience to, to, <laughs> right. to chew on. Yeah, right. That's how I. That's how I go about it, dude. I will not fuck around with that shit. I will be. Plus, I'll, I'll also reason with myself. So I was watching like uh, that last Jurassic Park where all the dinosaurs are in the big mansion or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The Jurassic Dino- World. It's called dinosaurs in a mansion. Dinosaur- Jurassic so, Park. Dinosaurs in the mansion. Say it was. I'm sitting in this like, well, all right, we're not on the island. That kind of sucks. So I was like, all right, we got all the dinosaurs. So that cool. So I was like. Somebody, I'm watching this, kind of disappointed. And if, if somebody came up to me and said, hey, you want to go watch a movie with a spooky mansion with a bunch of dinosaurs running around in I go, fucking right now. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, go. Let's do it. Just don't think of it as Jurassic Park. There was one Jurassic Park. Everything else, you just got to be like, all right, fuck it. You know, this is just, this is just fucking fun. This yeah. is fluff for me. The second Jurassic Park, um, it's still Spielberg. Yep. It's not, it's obviously not the first Jurassic Park. Agreed. Still pretty fucking good. Yes, sir. Like that second one. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. See, they're the only two that it's like, yeah, I like those. Yeah. Like, if there was no first Jurassic Park, we'd be like, holy shit. That trailer scene, so fun. Getting shoved off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a blast. I like that. I like the dude that gets eaten from the West Wing, that gets eaten by the two T-Rexes, and then, uh. One of the bad guys is like, uh, they, they just fed. And then the guy, and Jeff Goldblum gets mad. Because he's, he's like, like he had a fucking about my name. Friend. He had a yeah. name. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm like, whenever that part happens, I'm like, yeah, stick up for him. He's yeah. just been eaten. His fucking name was Hector. It's, the fir- it's, it's one of the first times, I think, where somebody gets eaten, and you're not like really happy they get eaten. Sure. Mostly in the first one. I can't think of anybody that gets eaten where you're like, oh, this is one of the guys I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who... I, he was maybe, very likable. Maybe. The gadget guy? Ah, yeah. 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 I like the guy, the clever girl guy. He's all right. Uh, but, they, but they took time sure. to develop West Wing guy. 
They did. And, and then they fucking get him ripped apart. But and he went out and he went out in an epic way. He did. That was like one of the best kills probably in all it of might the Jurassic. It's literally like that. Uh, getting eaten off the toilet, I think, might be the ultimate. That might be the, the and then the way he swings him with his legs. Set the tone for the rest of them, for sure. Because well, it's because you're so vulnerable when you get in the bathroom. Without the toilet and, eating, you don't get. This is, and let me say, this is, why I don't, this is why I don't love horror as much as I like something like Jurassic Park, which isn't a way a horror movie, but it's PG-13. So mm-hmm. it's like less about the gore and somebody screaming after their dick's been cut off or whatever the fuck. But it's still, it's like psychologically when you watch Jurassic Park, you're like, I take a shit. That guy was taking a shit. And a fucking dinosaur knocked down the wall and ate him off the toilet. Imagine just being like... Yeah, like, <laughs> like in that moment, your fucking pants... Like, that's so... It's so scary. It's like it's like in The Dark Knight's another great thing where he's fucking cutting the dude's face. Yeah. You don't got to see the dude's face getting cut. You just see the back of his head. You see the Joker's face when he does it. The guy's body falls and you're like... It's almost scarier... To not have to watch the gore. Oh, that's the Alfred Hitchcock. You let them let them use the, let the audience play with their imagination. Whatever they can dream up in their imagination, scarier than anything he can put on the screen. The only difference is that also Hitchcock movies are so fucking boring. Man, try to watch them now, man. You're like, whoa. Even, I mean, now, how about Vertigo. when you're a kid? I remember my dad trying to sell me on birds, and like my dad was oh, like, birds all is about rough, dude. All hyped up. He's like, oh, Alfred Hitchcock. And I was like, all right. He's like psyching me up. We sat down and watch it. Dude, I was I was putting me to sleep. Birds is for the birds, if you ask me. Oh. Can't do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we, we went an hour and a half. We got to wrap it up, man. You yeah. got to get to your thing. I do. Oh, shit. Uh, before uh, we leave, though, I should have asked you if you had something to plug, but you just take time now. Where can, uh, where can bring in the backups fans, follow Matt Dan, find your shit? Uh, so on Instagram, like everybody else, right? And it's like that and Facebook seem to be our biggest contacts, uh, list, but I never go on Facebook. I fucking hate that shit. It's yeah. That's great, for, that's for your aunt. It's a great way to hate your friends and family. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, Instagram, Matt Danimal. It's Matt with one T. My last name's Dan with two N's, Matt Dan Immel. And then uh, I'm that on Twitter too, or I think maybe just Matt Dan. But if you find one, you can probably find the other. Uh, produce a bunch of shows in the city. Warp Speed, that's a big one. We go, kind of pops up everywhere. We do it at the. You familiar with the Soho House? Yeah, we've got it at the Soho House often. We've got it over at the Glendale Room, which is I'm actually headed there tonight to do another show. Yeah, I post all my shows on on Instagram and uh, always out there at least three to five times a week hitting up hitting up shows so awesome man yeah so yeah. if you're in the uh Calif- southern california area check out matt a very yeah. funny comic and thanks for coming on the show man Dude, thank you fun. so much for having me man ha- come back i would love to i've had a lot of guests who don't know shit about sports well i i know i know a little bit about a, about <laughs> just a few things you had but a, sports is one of them i will say you yeah. had you had an, an almost encyclopedic knowledge of matt castle with only a night of studying yeah that's, i'll tell you that eight minute impressive. youtube video i crushed last night that it helped you know what's funny man is like and then we will leave because we already said goodbye but like i took four years of german a year of spanish and a year of french i don't speak a fucking word of any of those languages and i really tried to learn it yeah but I can watch like a five-minute video on Sean King of the Bucks and why he <laughs> didn't get a fair shake and remember every fucking word. Yeah. The, the difference of like 
actually giving a shit about something helps so much with your memory. Like, I have the worst memory except for shitty 90s backup quarterbacks. And then I've got it all fucking ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to the go. The Rolodex. Yeah, let's talk about who Rodney Pete threw an interception <laughs> against in that playoff game against the Lions because I fucking know. Sean King, though. I actually liked him back in the day. Tampa. I got a, I got, yeah. a, I got a podcast episode about him. He got, the, I think I titled it, Sean King Should Fuck Brad Johnson's Wife. Because it's really not cool. Really not cool. Because Brad Johnson's not that much better than Sean King. I, I, I didn't think he was great at all. I thought he had a few good years in Minnesota, but I didn't think he was great. Brad Johnson's a, if it's uh, second down and 12, you throw a two-yard screen pass, and then on third and 10, you punt because he's terrible. He's was a terrible. You're punting on third and ten. On th- <laughs> even You're like, just fuck it. <laughs> Catch him off guard with a secret punt. Yeah, he yeah. was the worst. And I was like, why don't you just let Sean King keep developing? Like he fuck his rookie season. He was like one of the first QBs I could remember that actually had wheels too. Like that kid could yeah, scramble. Yeah. He could move. Had a great season at Tulane. I think that he, was, he was the quarterback the year they went undefeated. In but, but but that scrambling that mobile quarterback was not a thing then. Everybody was still looking for the pocket passer. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it almost like, I mean... Look, before it, it's time. Before it's time. I mean, I loved Randall Cunningham as a kid, and he was very much but he before was, his time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but he was still successful, obviously. But uh, it wasn't until you finally had Mike Vick come out of Virginia Tech, and then it was like, oh, this is a thing that could actually work and win games. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he was fueled by dogfighting, I love, too. A- absolutely. I thought helped. that was a really important part of the... Oh, the, with, the with, concoction that made him a successful. Without the dogfighting, you don't know Mike Vick's name. He really wasn't that good. <laughs> I wonder if he, it was the dogfighting that really made him who he was. <laughs> Dude, I was supposed to interview him the day that story broke. He was doing a football. Michael game. Vick? Yeah, because I lived in Newport News. I went to a school, Christopher Newport, right down there, so close to where he grew up. Yeah. And he was doing a football camp, and I was the sports football beat writer for the CNU paper. And he was supposed to be doing this, like, charity thing. So I literally was, like, the night before preparing questions for Michael Vick to ask him, like, amongst, like, ten other journalists or whatever. And then this dog That fucking story shit. broke that morning. <sighs> and I was like, I don't think I'm going to talk to Michael Vick today. As the <laughs> yeah. fucking helicopters zooming around his shit. Oh, I, was I, wild. I, I, I wish I wish you just sent a text like still on for noon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get to talk about Hampton uh, Pee Wee football. Yeah, I think he had other priorities. It's possibly, brother. It was good having you on the show and come back sometime, man. We'd love to have you. Yeah, please, man. I would love to do it. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us for free, there are many ways to do it. Start by subscribing on whatever platform you're currently listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review. And if you're on YouTube, like the video and leave a comment. On erichelwig.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and click the track button to follow Eric's stand updates and never miss a show when he's in town. To support the podcast financially, visit the merch store via Eric's website. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.